You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Welcome back into the show, Tom and Ricky. We are your hosts. Ricky's back today with us on uh, Tuesday, December 28th. A lot to get to today. We've got NFL to talk about. We've got Defensive Player of the Year. Some NBA stuff to go over. And a whole lot more. SteadyPicks.com. Completely free to sign up. Sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Big John, and of course the Steady Pick system plays. So sign up today if you don't have a membership. It's completely free to sign up and use the valuable tools that we have there. Uh, Ricky, good morning. Good morning, Tom. How we doing, my man? Fantastic. Fantastic. Good to have you back. Um, a lot to get to today. And where I want to start is um, the Steady Pick system posted a Defensive Player of the Year uh, play that it liked. So I thought we would spend some time and discuss that, review that a little bit, because I uh, feel one way or another on, on that play. Um, so I'm curious to kind of dive into that a little further. So that's what we'll do first. Um, if we pull up rookie of, or not rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, just current odds right now. Micah Parsons, 2-1. to one, TJ Watt, 2-1. to one, Trayvon Diggs, 7-1. Aaron Donald, 7-1. Miles Garrett, 11-1. And again, these will vary depending where you shop. This is at Parks. I can get BetMGMs too. We can kind of just compare those two briefly. But that's kind of how the board sits as of now. Parsons and TJ Watt are the two favorites. You got Diggs, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett is the next tier of players. So, Ricky, I'll start with you. We'll start with you. Break this down for me and just take a look. Yep. Yeah, so um, once I, I saw this article yesterday, and I encourage anybody who hasn't seen it on the Steady Picks website, there's an article that kind of breaks down, I guess, the, the theory behind the system pick here. And so I really dove in, Tom, after reading that article. I haven't placed any bets myself yet on this because I was excited today to kind of go through this with you. But I did find I did find some things that are really interesting in terms of you know, the Trayvon Diggs bet at plus 750. Um, 
I'll say this. Out of my research and everything that I've looked at, Tom, I am in agreement with the steady pick system here, and I love the digs bet. Uh, how are you feeling? I am feeling quite harshly the opposite way. I don't think he's really? got a chance. No, I don't. And there's a few reasons for that. One is cornerbacks almost never win this award. Almost never. The last two to do it in recent memory, Stefan Gilmore in 2019, Charles Woodson in 2009. Gilmore in that season, if you remember this, and this was a stat I pulled up uh, early this morning as we're looking through this, Stefan Gilmore, if you'll remember, held his quarterback rating, his opposing quarterback passer rating, was 32.8 for the season. 32.8. That is less than what happens when a quarterback throws the ball away. That's how good he was that year. Mm -hmm. Charles Woodson, he led the NFL in DVOA, interceptions, takeaways, all kinds of different metrics and advanced stats that sometimes get incorporated into this. I don't believe Trayvon Diggs is at that level this season. He started out lightning hot, but he's really kind of slowed down in all, everything, the interceptions, the metrics of how good of a corner he is. He's Listen, people think because he's getting all these interceptions that he's a great cover cornerback. He's not. He's not a great... He's not the best cover cornerback in the league. Tom. He's not. Real quick. He's not. This no no advanced stat you'll find will we'll, we'll show that. Yeah, this is this is wild to me because I don't know if you remember this, but about a month ago, we discussed this award, and you were adamant on Diggs, and I was adamant against him for everything that you're <laughs> saying, and now we have completely flipped. This is hilarious to me, but continue on. I just had to note yeah. that. Well, I mean, before when we were talking about it, it was he was a lot. It was up to him to keep that pace, which was going to be nearly impossible. But now that he's actually slowed down, I think it it really hurts him. That on top of the fact that <clears throat> I don't know. Has he slowed man. down, Tom? I think he's gotten picks in like, uh, let's see, he's gotten them in back to back games uh, in weeks fifteen and sixteen. He got one in week 13, but there was a, a two-week skid. He hasn't gone more than two weeks the entire season without a pick. And that's okay. But it's still, like, it, overall, he was better at the beginning of the season than he is now. That's, yeah, the uh, I mean, first six games were insane. Yeah. Yep. And the play that I actually like here more than anything else uh, for defensive player of the year. And I, I pulled up at MGM's numbers. It's pretty similar, but the play that I like more than Diggs at the same price, seven to one is Aaron Donald. Now I know Aaron Donald's numbers maybe aren't quite as good as we're used to from him, but in the NFL, there is without a doubt, like no question in my mind, if there is one player that could be on the field or off the field for your team 
and he is the single most important piece on your team, on your entire team, it's Aaron Donald. The things that he does, even when he's not generating sacks and tackles for loss and some of those things that are a little lower this year than normal, even when he's not accounting for all of those stats, he is still the by far the most important player on any defense in the league and hands down. Agreed. 100% agree with you, Tom. And for that reason, he, he should be record. that reason he should be player of the year. Every year until he stinks. Truthfully. That being said, Tom, though, you like you just said, his numbers are not what we're accustomed to seeing in terms of what shows up on a stat sheet. Obviously, he's making that same impact, like you said, but the stat sheet numbers, the, the sexy numbers that people like to look at aren't quite there. And I don't know how much it matters. I mean, like, I really don't know. Again, this is an award, much like the, uh, well, very similar to the other awards, where there is no magic number to get to to win you the award. There's no magic threshold. There's nothing you'll never know. You're betting on people to vote a certain way, and that's very opinions. different. Literally, you're betting on opinions. And they've interviewed people that pick you know, MVP, Defense Player of the Year, whatever. These people sometimes don't even think about it until an hour before they have to vote. And we're over here spending all season digging into these numbers, trying to measure the line moves and see what's going on. Like, it's unbelievable how they spend an hour to decide who was player of the year, defensive player of the year, and we spend an entire season. Some of them, I should say. Some of them. Right. Um, Just just to kind of highlight a few things from this article, Tom, because – I think the the main sell here in the the steady picks play is that Micah Parsons, you kind of weave him out because he's going to get defensive rookie of the year. And again, I'm just pulling this from the article here, just laying it out for anyone who didn't who didn't read it. So the thought process behind Diggs here is, like I said, Micah Parsons, he's got that defensive player of the year or the defensive rookie of the year locked up. He's going to be awarded for that already. So his numbers are fantastic. I'm looking at them right now, Tom. He doesn't have any interceptions, but, you know, the sacks, um, forced fumbles, just tackles, he's impacted the game in so many different ways. But if if you remove him out and you just look at guy like T.J. Watt and uh, Diggs, for example, ask yourself this, Tom, and this is what really sold me. Is it more rare to witness a 17-and-a-half sack season, which almost every year someone's around that threshold, the top guy in the league? Or is the 11 interceptions more rare? And I know this is just one piece of the stat sheet, but it's it's been 40 years since someone recorded 11 interceptions. He's got two more games on top of it, not to say he won't add to this total, but I also encourage people to just think about the defenses themselves. I know it's an individual player award, but man, that Steelers defense took a huge step back this year. Like they they got lit up in a lot of games that TJ Watt played. The Cowboys defense has done a complete 180. And that's they went probably from the a most dog fair. shit defense. 
That's the most fair argument you can make for Diggs. That really is. That's the most. That's the best argument that you can make. I think it's the only one, too, Tom. Like, other than that, yeah, I mean, the guy Watt's an animal, and, you know, he's. You you can't. Two other guys, too, Tom, that, like, you touched on Aaron Donald, and uh, look at Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett. These guys are all really close to TJ Watt. Even Robert Quinn getting no respect. His numbers are damn near identical to JJ or TJ Watt. He's a half a sack off, Tom. Six tackles less. I mean, if you erase the names on on the uh, defensive numbers here, people wouldn't believe that Robert Quinn's not being talked about. Mm-hmm. I believe so it. just interesting to you know break it all down. It is. And so, yep, I had a bet. I have a bet with Aaron Donald, uh, seven and a half to one. It was one I made maybe a week and a half ago, uh, Aaron Donald. And I think Diggs is a good bet, too, truthfully. I mean, you can do it just because the resume, the team he's on, seven to one. Like, anytime you're staying away from the, like, I can't say a seven to one bet is bad. Right, that's not what I'm saying for that. Like, it's not a bad bet by any means. It's just I think there's better value with Donald. But as long as you stay away from the favorites in this, in these futures, you can make an if you can make an argument for guys that are five, six, seven plus to one. I can live with that. Um, one other thing for the futures markets that I want to touch on before we move to to the NFL lines proper for next week is that Bill's over 10 and a half season wins that we talked about. Uh, that seems to be shaping up very well. That's what we bet last week before their game this week. Remember we said, if the, if you like the bills, the best way to play it is over 10 and a half. So now they've got the Falcons at home and the jets at home and they should be able to win both and take it down over 10 and a half. So I'm really happy. Plus 175 for a win that ended up being a pick yesterday. So, or on uh, Sunday, rather. Yep. Um, so pretty happy with that. All right. NFL lines for week 17. Real uh, quick, Tom. Yeah. I'm throwing in two two bets as we uh, go in here. I, I bet... A half unit on Diggs and a half unit on Parsons. I believe one of the Cowboys guys gets it. And uh, so those will be on my card. Just wanted to finish on that. Perfect. Uh, NFL week 17. Is there anything that's jumped out to you early here, Ricky? Um, When you look at some of these numbers, some of these lines that popped up. You know, I've gotten away from looking due to the COVID, just because you don't really know which kind of which teams will be impacted throughout the week. So no, Tom, I I really haven't. Okay. Um, a few things that jumped out to me. Again, the COVID situation is tough because you do have to account for that, but I'm still a firm believer that you're going to have to beat the closing line in some way to be successful. So even if you beat it because of COVID for you or against you, like that's that's part of the game. So I'm not recommending you always bet early, 
but it's I think it's good to maybe pick off your favorite game early in the week uh, and go from there, so, something to that effect, um, so that you can maybe beat the closing line unless you get unlucky with COVID, but you can at least beat the closing line. Yeah, we, we all did pretty well last week uh, getting in front of the injury news and the COVID news. I think that's the main way, Tom, that you can take advantage is as soon as that trickles out, get in front of it like that second, you know? Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to do unless you're, you know, you're people like us that eat and breathe this stuff and are always plugged in. Because if you wait five minutes, you waited too long. Like that's how fast the information goes through and to the sports book and adjust the line and it's done. And there's no more value. So it's often a very something you have to be sitting at your desk a lot with the right notifications on to make sure that you're catching some of that news. For sure. And I can't seem to catch a break with my uh, my picks for for my card on on steady picks cuz I had uh the teaser with the with the Saints in it last night. I had played mm-hmm. the the I had played the Dolphins for 2 units on early in the week when they were minus 1 and a half. But I didn't post that. Uh, I also played the Bengals individually, minus seven on Sunday. Didn't post that. So I had another profitable weekend of NFL for myself. Uh, but not, no, I didn't for my card on Steady Pick. So um, I don't know. I guess I need to share all of them. But I, the NFL has been tough for me. So I don't like to give too many plays here. But I suppose I should just be giving exactly what it is that I'm picking anyway. So in a really interesting note on that, Tom, because I've been doing some experimenting, all right? I swore with my NFL card on steady picks this year, and I've stayed true to this. The only picks that will be on that card are games that I've, I absolutely love. You know, that like they're my favorite, consider it almost my, my best bets, right? Mm-hmm. So... Out of those picks this season, I'm hitting, I'm 37, 20, and 1, 64.9%. Okay. On DraftKings, however, and I'm going to post this so people know that I'm not like making this up. This is 100% accurate, verified. On DraftKings, Tom, where I'm forced to make five picks every week, I can't limit the plays. I'm 49 and 75, hitting at almost an identical clip by making more plays. So while I thought that my steady picks card would be astronomically better, um, it hasn't really been the case by, by limiting the plays here. You know, it's 65.3% at the five pick clip and 64.9 at limiting. So I thought you would find that interesting. Yeah. And that's part of the thing is like, it, it almost, you know, should be sharing every play that you can kind of give or that I, that I bet. So I don't know. I don't know if we were better off like other sports. I give everything that I have NFL been off to a pretty bad, uh, you know, pretty bad half of the season. So it kind of took a step back, but that's okay. 
Um, a bunch of our futures tickets got cashed yesterday. Yeah. Or late late last night. Uh, Broncos under ten and a half. That finally the ticket got cashed for us. That was literally the. I wish I had put way more than two units on that because that was the easiest bet that I've ever made in my life. Like mathematically, the biggest bet, the easiest bet I've ever made. Hands down, not even you close. Love that pick. <laughs> you really did, Tom. Um, when is Steady Picks cash in our futures? I, I hit Eagles over six and a half. I got a couple. They need to cash us in, Tom. We'll send an email today. Yeah, I think they should. I think they should. And I can see I got to take it up with the big guy over there because some of my futures aren't on there. Mm. That's yeah, not good. Frustrating. Future plays are good. Get that email ready to go, Tom. Let's get those babies up. Um, I think I got all my stuff on there. Yeah. So, thankfully. yeah, I've got a whole bunch, whole bunch. Some of the Super Bowl winners, some of the uh, the Buffalo over Suns to win the Suns to win the NBA championship. Aaron Donald. Uh, we actually got a great number on yeah Mac Jones. That was a big one. Mac Jones, a plus mm-hmm. 120 offensive rookie of the year, and, and we actually bet it twice. We have it at that, and we have it at a little higher, like 225 or something. Um, there was one more that we had on here that was big time, but I can't find it. That's okay. Hey, real quick, Tom. Um, one game this week that I do want to get your thoughts on. I feel like you've got a good gauge on this team. The Arizona Cardinals, five-and-a-half-point dog right now um, going into Dallas. Talk about a buy-low spot where you never thought you'd be getting five-and-a-half points in any situation with this team. Cowboys flying high. You got any thoughts here? Uh, I don't know. Dallas has been getting steamed pretty good. I see an opener of, like, three. The look-ahead was two-and-a-half. I think it opened like three or four or something somewhere in there. And now it's all the way down to five, even some five and a halfs out there in the market. Uh, I do still see a four and a half at points bet. So that might still be out there. But uh, honestly, I can't, I can't do this game. I think the Cowboys are really, really good. But I also think, the Cardinals have had a couple of rough games, but are they really going to end the season like this? Losing three straight to the Rams, the Lions, and the Colts. Like, is that really how they're going to go here? And I, I'm just not so sure it is. I don't. I don't believe it is. Yeah. So if I, I had I to agree. lean one way, I'm saying wait this game out as like wait until. You don't see the line moving up anymore, and then jump on. Remember, the look ahead, look ahead line was two and a half. Now you're getting five and a half off of what? What happened since the look ahead? Nothing other than the Cardinals kind of stink right now. And if ev- it was not for wild COVID outbreaks happening, Tom, here's an example. This is a bet I'd, I'd smack right now. Like, not even... I'm talking two, three units right out of the gate because I think this is flat out mispriced at this moment. 
What for the Cowboys? For or the Cardinals. You think the Cardinals? I think, are... I think the look ahead and the opener were about where it should be. Now you're getting five and a half with a very good team that needs a win here. Oh, I love it. I love the Cardinals side of this. And this is where you start playing, you know, psycholo- amateur psychologists here. What do the the Cardinals need? Do they need this win? Because Dallas doesn't really. I mean, I guess they're fighting for the one seed if they win out and some other things happen. You're going to see the best version and the most motivated version of the Cardinals this Sunday. Why? You know, do you agree with that? Why? Like you said, Tom, they're on a three or four game skid. You They got their backs against the wall. The Rams just overtook the division. Now they got a decent lead on them, I think, even. This is a, this is a get up or sit down game for the Cardinals. Are you guys here with the elites? Can you play with the Cowboys? Or are you the same Cardinals that you filter out to be every year? This is This is their game, you know? But do we know what the implications are? And this is where I always get lost this time of year is what's the implication of winning and losing games for each team? Because that, I don't know if it matters. I don't, I can't decide if it should matter in, in your handicap of things, but like Dallas can still have the one seed if they continue to win, right? No. They Green are Bay locked has out of firm the one control. seed. If, they win, if Green Bay wins out, the one seed is the Packers. There's nothing the Cowboys and can Green do. Green Bay is 12 and 3. Yes. And, and I play. don't think Green Bay's schedule is... Minnesota than the Lions is what they have. So I actually believe, Tom, they could drop one and still have it. So mm-hmm. with that being said, the Cowboys really, you know, pending a disaster, they, so they-, they really are kind of locked into their seating. You know, it's just a matter of like two, three, four, you know. They're, yeah. they're not getting the Which one. Which I suppose matters. And, and do teams try and play the dance of like, okay, we want to be like do two seed, we're going to play the seven, but do we want that? Do we want to play the, the next team? Like as the project, do you think teams get that into the weeds with the seating? Because I'm afraid that if I was in the front office or or – you know, involved with one of these teams, I might really get into the weeds. Okay, let's let's if we lose this game, it's okay because we'll drop down a seed, but then we'll get matched up with this team, who we think we have a better advantage against than the the other team. Yeah, I think Tom they try to avoid that. Personally, would be my guess, just because I think that's a dangerous way to think. I think you want to keep your guys ready to kill on a week-to-week basis, regardless of any of that. So probably some guys in the front office running those scenarios, but for handicapping purposes and for, like, these teams, you know, they want to win every week. I don't know if it layers in, but for me, it's, like, the motivation factor. If I know that's going to be there, forget all that other shit, seeding, this, that, but if you know a team needs to win bad and their backs are against the wall like the Cardinals are. It doesn't mean that but you do have they an need to win there. They don't need to win. They well, do because they're they're but technically they don't going into the playoffs. You don't want to go even if you skate out and get in, you don't want to be rolling backwards down the mountain at this oh, time of five. year. This is when yeah. you need a big win. Okay. Okay. Again, my opinion, Tom. Yep, I'm just yep. giving my two cents, but, you know. 
No, very no valid. Right or wrong I here. go back and forth on on that kind of scenario all the time. Um, but no, to me, again, because COVID, like you mentioned, is very prevalent. There's nothing that I love that I have to have right now that's on this board. Um, so therefore, we'll flip over to the NBA, where I do have two plays. Let's go. And what Ricky, do you got? I just got to quick write a little letter here to the disservice that's been done for these futures bets that I've made this year that are not posted anywhere. I hate to come back to this, but I have to bring it back. Ricky, we had Dak Prescott, comeback player of the year. That's going to be an, that's minus 700 now. We had that at plus 180. Mac Jones, plus 550 was the first time we got him. And then we took him again at plus 125, whatever that number was. We've got the Bills over 10.5. We've got the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. We've got the Suns to win the NBA championship. We've got the Colts and the Titans to win the Super Bowl as well. We got Steph Curry for MVP at plus 225. That's going to end up being a great, a great number. I wonder what that's at now. Have you looked at that at all lately? No, but I have that ticket too. I have the Steph Curry MVP. From, is yours posted? Uh, preseason. Is yours posted? Oh yeah. Oh, Tom, I'm religious this with is getting nonsense. my picks in it. Religious with it. I make sure everything is you know on track. This but is I, the thing with the, the beauty of the show, Tom, is all you have to do. I, I mean, I don't know, but I I would imagine like every pick we give is on the show. So you know whether you just send in the tickets or send in the episode where you gave the ticket like there's no we have we have a backlog of is yeah. what i'm saying so it's, really for those listening that uh that don't always listen like this is literally the best way to get the the inside scoop because this is where i talk through everything and this is where i literally say that i'm betting things and what i have in my pocket at the time and it doesn't always get translated to the site, which is okay, honestly. Like, th- this is what, you know, I'm doing the show. This is where I want everything to be, is on Wake Up a Wager. That's what that's what I want. Right. Steph Curry right Donnie's now. got some futures, too. Like, Donnie has Aaron Rodgers from a few weeks ago when he was a, a pretty big uh, dog that didn't. Yeah, we got to... We got to get after the web people a little, make sure everything's posted, Tom, because there's been some unbelievable futures tickets handed out on the show yeah. amongst the three of us, many think, of which have already cashed. I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm double-checking mine today, too. We're going to have to sit the guy down with, with a whiteboard, and as soon as this show comes gets posted, he's going to have to sit down, and he's going to listen to the show, and when people say there's a play, he writes it down on his on his thing, and then he goes and posts it. That's what I demand. Poor guy, Tom. That's what I demand. Oh, man, I love it. <laughs> um, What do we got in the NBA, though? I've been riding the NBA picks a little bit. You've been yeah, doing been, well. You've been doing well. Yeah, they have been. Uh, Just real quick on the future stuff. MVP winner. Steph Curry, plus 110 right now. I got him at plus 225. I don't know what... What Ricky got him at? Hopefully not better than me. I think it's way. Um, unfortunately, you think Tom, it's way better. Yeah, I got yeah, him preseason nine to one, nine to one plus nine hundred. 
October thirteenth. Ben Simmons, defensive player of the year. That that aged really well. I was actually gonna ask <laughs> you about that. Kidding. Tom. I'm well, totally kidding. No, but will I get uh will I get a void if he doesn't play? Depends on the book. Depends on the book. You'll have to read the fine print. You very well could be. You very well could. So I wouldn't get too upset because you very well might uh might get that back. Okay, okay. Um yeah, very nice. Nine to one, Steph Curry MVP. I got plus two twenty five. For a full unit. Uh, if you have that open, where's John Morant? Oh, he was hurt. Never mind. He got injured for a while. Yeah, I don't think you have anybody else that's kind of on this Not. list, really. I think it's Steph Curry's to lose. He will win this award unless he uh, goes down with an injury of some sort. Okay. Um, Defensive player of the year, I think, is an interesting one. Draymond Green is the favorite. For defensive player of the year, but I don't think he should be. Who's who's behind them? So we got Rudy Gobert plus two fifty. Giannis is eight to one. Mikel Bridges is twenty two to one. None Ooh. of those really make me want to. Mikel Bridges to won't get it, Tom, because the name appeal might not be there as much. But my man's a lockdown defender. You know who else should be in there? Matisse Thybul. I don't think he should be. He put Steph Curry in jail in Philadelphia. What did he shoot? Two of 15? I mean, he locked down the MVP, but is he even on the list? He's 100 to 1. Disrespect. No, I mean, come on. He's not a... He can't win this award. He's a top 10 defender in the league. No question. Mm. I'm not so sure about that. Oh, man. We'll see. So. We'll see. I don't think so at all. But that's okay. NBA plays for today. What do we got? I've got two plays. Uh, let's see here. Two plays for today. First one's Cleveland. The Cleveland Cavaliers minus five on the road against the Pelicans. And line opened like three and a half. It's all the way down to five, five and a half at some spots. I'm hoping we still catch the better of this number. Um, Cleveland's really good. Cleveland's really, really good this season. Um, Been a nice surprise. They historically don't do that well against the Pelicans um, over the last like two seasons. But I think this is a different Cleveland team this year than obviously than they've been. Um, so I really like, really like Cleveland in this spot. Minus five. They got, uh, they got whacked with COVID last week. The Cavs, Tom, I'm sure you're aware, yep. but yep. that's probably giving you a better line if anything. And it just doesn't matter that much with some of these small guys. Like it just doesn't necessarily mean everything. Mm-hmm. Replace full it. unit, half unit. What are you playing that for? Half unit, half unit. Okay, second play. We have a second one is the Minnesota Timberwolves plus four and a half. Line open five and a half, down to four and a half. They are on the second leg of a back to back, however, it doesn't matter to me. 
That's already accounted for in the line. Minnesota does pretty well against the Knicks, historically. They do pretty darn well. Um, the Knicks have been the one of the worst teams in the league against the spread. Even straight up, they've just been a disappointment this season. So now you're asking them to go on the road against Minnesota, who has a pretty sound team. I mean, unfortunately, like Carl Anthony Towns is out. D'Angelo Russell has been out. They're missing some guys. But it's okay. Half unit on that as well? Half unit for that. Okay. I I like I like the half unit plays in the NBA right now. Feels like it's just a little bit weird with all the COVID and Especially everything. Especially when you're uh, making it this early, because NBA more than the NFL, I think. When a guy goes down with co like a key player goes down with, with COVID, I think it matters a lot. Like the Nets without Kyrie and Harden, or uh, Durant and Harden, it's like mm -hmm. that team's totally different. But, you know, a football team without their running back who's got, you know, they can oftentimes make do. Absolutely. Um, Tom, if we got time, I have one college football pick for us today, which will be a, uh, a full unit play game I've been circling for a couple weeks now. Yes, please. We got time to rattle it off? Absolutely. All right. So there's actually five college football games today. Pretty pretty nice slate. My only pick is in the UCLA-NC State game. It's at 8 p.m. My bet is on NC State on the money line. Uh, it's minus 130 at DraftKings right now. It's a two-point spread. NC State is favored by two. For me, Tom, this pick came down to one simple note which is ucla plays in the pac 12 there's only three good teams or three decent teams in the pac 12 tom utah who absolutely smoked ucla by 20 oregon who also beat ucla and arizona state who beat them by like 20 those are the three decent teams so they lost to all three ucla meanwhile nc state They've played some very good teams. Uh, North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State's decent, but they've showed that they can win at high-level competition. So I love getting the Wolfpack uh, at a good money line price here, Tom, and I'm betting them for, for a unit to get it done today. Great defense. Interesting. You're actually going to be – looks like UCLA is kind of the public – the public play line open two and a half down to two. Um, so I do like that play kind of going against the public a bit. And uh, that should be very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Five games in college football today. That's insane. Starting at noon too. So and we can off early. Yeah. Starting at noon, we've got uh, tennis. will be back next week at the beginning of the year. I think the new tournament literally starts on January 3rd. Um, golf will start the season on January 9th, I believe. Can't get, wait get the calendar for up. golf. I'm ready to bet some golf. Um, I've been working. I was waiting to share this with you. I've been working on something for the golf uh, stuff. So excited to show I you got that. Ready picks. 
team right now, anybody listening, we are aggressively, aggressively trying to get John Daly's bets. A John Daly's bets for steady picks card. <laughs> he is fucking impossible to get a hold of this guy. I believe Tom. it. But we we need the John Daly PGA bets this year. That would be fantastic. Um gonna try and focus on more matchup based things that we can find out there rather than picking outright winners. We're really going to get away from the outright winners this year. Or when we do like bet it. them, they're going to be like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2 of a unit, like pizza money, small. But the bread and butter is going to be on those matchups. That's where our focus will be. I like it, Tom. I'm still, uh, I'm still holding on to my Max Homa win. My one golf win that I hit a winner on that's kept me profitable through like an entire year of golf. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like I like the matchup route. I'm going to be diving in with you for sure. Usually I do like some of the top five, tens, twenties type of thing. I may mm-hmm. try and get away from that just based on what I've been working on and uh, see how that goes. But oh, of man. course, tennis will be back soon. That's what really matters. Tommy Dennis. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. Thank you again so much for listening. Good luck today with all the bowl games. Hope you enjoy the day. SteadyPicks.com. SteadyPicks Radio. Talk to you tomorrow.